Hi, I'm Wheels. And I'm the leg man. And you're listening to From the Spot. (laughs) Definitely From the Spot. Hey, Hey. David, what's up? How how you been? Uh, I've been good, Eddie. I've been good. You know, living life. How have you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Congratulations on the new job. Thank you, sir. So far, so good. Um, Have you figured out your third leg yet? Uh, For those of you who are wondering what David's talking about, um, I have a three-legged mic stand, and one of my three legs has been, uh, um, like, falling over. So, David, I can't even figure out my normal two legs. How am I supposed to figure out a third? Sir, I am applauding you. That is amazing. I did not, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> Neither did I, to be fair. <laughs> Dude, yeah, okay. That's I'll give you that one. But um, something else I want to give you here, ready is the baton because Barcelona has a brand new exciting talent. I want to jump right into that because I'm actually excited for Barcelona. Um, Eddie, what do you think of Barcelona's new generation? Now that we can confirm, actually, let me add some spice to that, that Ferran Torres will be going to Barcelona. Um, honestly. I'm I'm really really excited. Um, Gavi, Nico, um, Ricky Pooch, um, Serginho Des for as long as he's there, which like maybe like two more weeks. Who knows? Um, that guy who scored over the weekend. I can't remember his name right now. Number twenty nine. Look, going forward, we're like Arsenal have been the past. Two to three years, really, really good. The problems are all defensive. Since Messi left, Jordi hasn't been the same. Um, Piquet can't be healthy. I'm also starting to think again. He's too old, but there is hope in Catalonia. There is hope at the new camp. Um, I find it funny um, that Gavi can't tie his shoes. And I can't find you that I can't pick up my shoes and put them down uh, by myself without falling over. Um, one of us you is can a relate to that. One of us is a world class footballer. One of us has a football podcast, uh, such as life, right? But no, uh, Barca. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. Of course, it would be exactly like Barca to. Uh, um let a, a team that hasn't scored at the new camp since 1978 get two goals in the second half after being up 2-0 um they really put that over on the on the ESPN Deportes uh broadcast how Elche hadn't scored since 1978 David in 1978 I was negative 12 how how old were you I was negative 15 jesus <laughs> you know what yeah. to be fair we probably weren't even in our dad's nutsacks yet yeah well i probably definitely wasn't thought of yet <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not uh but let me shatter your dreams here eddie i i just love doing that and you know this yeah, um true. there is 
a lot of talk. You already kind of touched on it that Dest might be on his way out. Uh, Bayern Munich are rumored to be interested, which honestly, if they came calling, it probably turned my head too. And everybody's favorite uh, glass toy, Usman Dembele, is rumored to be resigning. How does that make you sign? Or at least make you feel? I, I, I actually, I actually, um, Saw this right before you sent me the Zoom link. So, um, look. For one reason or another, Xavi believes that he can get something out of the kid. Um, And I'll tell you what, Xavi's giving him the minutes, whether that's because Xavi really does believe in him or he's trying to showcase him. For someone to buy him, um, I'll give you the kid's still fast. Uh, he believes in himself, which you need to, but he doesn't always make the best team decision with his pass or with his shot. So, I mean, would I sell him? Yeah. Are there any buyers worth our time? And worth his value? No. So he may just be resigning because it's what's best for him at this time. But we'll see. Look, I'm I'm not even asking for 20 goals. I'm just asking for 15 and like five assists and I will be happy. For a talent like him, it should be doable. But we'll see. Um, I mean, we already went down this path, Eddie. Let's just keep walking down this dark path. Uh, let's talk about COVID here because uh, numbers are going up. Uh, Germany's already playing with reduced numbers, if not completely closed stadiums. Uh, there's been a lot of postponements in the Premier League. And even in, like Pep Guardiola suggested players should even strike about having to play so many games, especially with the virus out. Um Eddie, we touched base a little bit throughout the week about this. Uh, you shared my, your thoughts with me via text. Uh, I don't think it's possible, although I'm not saying it's not a good idea because I think it would be. But Eddie, why don't you share with the world uh, what you think should happen? Um, well, first off, before I do that, I just want to say that we all know why it hasn't stopped because... Uh, it's all about the money, 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 money. Uh, you could hear Shane McMahon's entrance in the background, of course. But yeah. look, honestly, and I'm a, I'm a big sports guy. I get up, I go to work, I look up sports shit online. Um, I'm all about the Lakers, I'm all about the Dodgers, I'm all about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm about soccer. And I think all sports, um, all the ones that I just mentioned, should take a break. Let's all take a month break. Let's try to minimize the Omicron um, as much as possible. But I get it. Um, Money makes the world go round. And um, I guess if you could field 11 plus three subs, most leagues will tell you that that's good enough. And, I mean, 
I guess, but what if there's an injury? You know, or what if you've made your three subs or two subs and someone gets sent off, but it's like the 25th minute. Do you play with like 10 until like the 70th when you want to make a sub? Like, look, obviously my life without sports would suck. But is it a sacrifice I'm willing to make for the health of humanity? Yeah. Should it be done? Probably. Will it be done? Fuck no. Yeah, it probably won't. And, you know, it's probably going to keep going. Uh, there's all this talk about, you know, increased, um, you know, collapses on the pitch from players, increased injuries and all these weird conspiracy theories. But if you just look at the sheer number of games that these players are being made to play and how close together and you add the pandemic on top of it, uh, you're basically asking for all these health concerns. Uh, well, not even really asking. It's a death sentence to the players because um, I'm pretty sure they would appreciate the break. Yeah. And, and uh, then look, David, you actually brought up a good point right there about how maybe this COVID situation is leading to all these player collapses when you originally asked me i said no but look if we played through this omnicron variant thing and more of it keeps happening then um i may i may actually buy into it you know because last time we took a break and <laughs> i want to say it helped and this time we're not willing to take a break and we're going to have to deal with the consequences of it as a society. Not just a sports society, but a world society. So we'll, uh, we'll see, you know? Uh, but what do you think is worse than COVID? Ooh, ooh. Um, you know what's worse than COVID, David? Excellent. You know what's worse is worse than exes and COVID? Laundry. You you know what's worse than exes, COVID, and laundry? Money. So if you actually put all four of those together, David, what do you get? Or all three of those things together? What do you get, David? Uh, um, for 500, I'm going to go with my wife, uh, Wanda Icardi, is being accused of money laundering in my home country of Argentina. Ding, ding, ding. Let's talk about it, David. <laughs> also, yeah. uh, thank you for uh, leaving me with the setup of the, of the segment there. Hey, um, come on. Eddie. I got to serve it on the perfect silver platter for you. Right. Um, Look, dude, um, we kind of talked about it today in offer. Um, but David, if you had to put a percentage on it, um, how much do you think Mauro knows? I want to say it's 60-40. Mm, I'll say 70-30. And here's the reason why I, to people who are like, 
Maldo probably had no idea. No, look, I've been whipped before. Maldo's obviously whipped. We can we we can all see it, right? Um, right. But even when you're whipped, um, you know what's going on. You're you're aware of things. Plus, Maldo, you're the breadwinner. You have to be somewhat semi-interested in where that money goes. And look, I get it. It's Latin America. Um, Latin America gets away with more things. So he probably knew. But uh, David, is there any uh, any word on how they laundered the money? Well, there's that's the thing. Like all the the legal claim claim really indicates is that you know um, Wanda is the one who manages the money and that the money has like additional income that is just untraceable. It's just like random money that they have. So they're getting money in that the, nobody knows about, like where it's coming from. And I think that's where like kind of the bigger issue comes in because basically every player in the world has been accused of money laundering. Even the, the clean player such as Lionel Messi has been accused of it. I mean, it's, everybody does. Um, so it's not really a surprise in that as- aspect. I think what makes it real big news and makes it even weirder than your normal money laundering is the fact that they're dealing with dark money. So I'm more interested in finding out where they're getting this dark money from. Right, but uh, to quote the late great Nipsey Hussle, um, it's um, it's all money in. So, I mean, can you blame him? Hey, I don't, I'm not saying I blame them. I'm just saying I'm curious. <laughs> right? Like that. It's definitely a, an interesting, interesting story that has came up. But um, I'm glad you brought it up here because there's always a lot of things going on with Wanda and Mauro. The thing is, we never know exactly what's going on with them. And at this point, I demand a TV show called Keeping Up with the Gardens. <laughs> you know what? Wanda is so savvy that she probably already has that in the works. So I, I you know what? It, it'll probably like, here's stateside. We'll probably get it on Hulu. <laughs> but uh, hey, David, real quick. Um, What's better, four or two? Mm, four. Okay, but what if I told you that if going from four to two, you got more football all the time, would you agree to it? Yeah, I think I would. So... What are your thoughts on a biannual World Cup? Uh, I had a feeling you might bring something dumb up. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I hate it, dude. I, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start here, just swinging the bat. I don't I don't even care anymore. Right. Um, and I told this to Eddie in pre-production, so I don't, and so I've had a chance to get it out and think about it and feel guilty, and I don't. But. I told I told Daddy that I have respect for Sin Wenger, that he's a great coach, led the Invincibles, he did great things. 
But when I heard that he's deferred the biannual World Cup, my first thought was that I hoped he got a heart attack. I know it's not okay. I know it's not right. But fuck him for saying that. Okay, Eddie, you can go. Um, look, I I also have immense respect for Arsene Wenger. Um, he's always been at the vanguard of progress for football. Um, you know, when he got to Arsenal, he changed the diet. He changed the culture. He got the team, I believe, nutritionists and, you know, had them playing open, expensive, beautiful football. That was a pleasure to watch. But um, I think David would agree with me when I say that uh, a biannual World Cup is in progress for football, um, where football needs to progress. And look, Chelsea fans, I'm only using you as an example because you are the club that is the most guilty of this. Um but where football needs to progress is if you have a bunch of players out on loan, like Chelsea does, for example, and there isn't like a a real shot for them to be called into the first team, like Connor Gallagher over at Crystal Palace. Um, after two seasons on loan, the club you're on loan two should have the best chance to sign you. I think that would be great progress for football because that would stop these big money clubs from going out and buying the best free agent because, you know, the guy we loaned out to Spurs or Palace or wherever is doing really good and he should get a chance. I think that's where football needs to progress. And let's just think about it. Okay, if we have a biannual World Cup, um, what happens to the Euros? What happens to Copa America? Uh, here, what happens to, to the Gold Cup? The Gold Cup is every two years, David. Um, well, I think the expectation from FIFA is basically everybody bows down to the World Cup due to the money, right? Like, that's the whole point. They're guaranteeing federations money. You know, if the World Cup does happen or if the biennial World Cup happens, it's um, all it's basically a cash cow that they're trying to milk. I mean, um, for the purity of the sport, how do you convince uh, executives? Look, um, but see, here's the here's the thing. The World Cup is special because it's every four years. If it's something you got every other year, which would be like every other month, like at some point, it stops being special and or as special and just becomes a glorified Nations League, you know? Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, there's no denying that uh, once you go by annual, you really can't go back. So yeah. let's hope that it doesn't happen. Um, I hate to keep going down this positive or actually negative path, but let's talk a bar now, Eddie. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the very specific reason I asked you to put this on uh, our rundown is basically because of what happened at the weekend um, between Tottenham and Liverpool. 
And look, I'm not saying that Andy Robertson didn't deserve a red card because he wasn't trying to get the ball. He basically kicks out at a player. But could you, David, could you explain to me how the the Harry Kane tackle on Robertson is just a yellow and doesn't get a, a VAR review, but the Robertson tackle on the Spurs player was a yellow, but then got changed by VAR review. Um, Robertson's leg could have been broken had he not jumped over him. Like, Kane still catches him, but if if Robertson's leg was planted straight on, like, the grass, that's a broken leg for sure. Oh. Do you want my like honest answer? Or do you want the answer that like to try to justify it? Um, well, give me the honest answer first. Uh, so I do think that's like a red card. Like it was reckless. There was like nothing really good about that tackle besides um, you know, Robertson being able to jump and kind of bit or lessen the blow a little bit. But um, it should have been a red. It should have been reviewed. Um, you know, like you said, it's not even to excuse Robertson. I'm not even a Liverpool fan, but it was a dangerous tackle. It could have led to a fracture, some kind of dislocation. Like it looked pretty bad, man. Like even when that first happened, let alone on replay. So definitely bad refereeing. Yeah. No, and look, can we just get together and decide um, even if it looks that bad, like, just go to review. Like, and, and trust me, I'm the first guy to be like, oh, fuck, another stoppage. But what if Robertson wasn't able to jump, you know? Yeah. Like, what if his head was slightly turned? And he just, he doesn't catch him, like, with his peripherals. And he's just standing there. Like, can we just get together and decide already? Like, and correct me if I'm wrong, David, but VAR is supposed to assist the on-field referee, right? Right. So with to video me, assistance. So, to me, it it really is just like chiming in real quick and like let's say you were the ref David I would be like hey David um you may want to go over to the monitor and take a look at that one that's assisting but me being like oh uh David uh don't worry about that one um you made the right call um no it like I'm telling you you made the right call like to me, VAR should only chime in and be like, hey, you really should head over to the monitor real quick and take a look, you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, but we are talking about an English ref. They never do that. They never go to the screen, let's be honest. I'm, uh, it's fucking there, David. I'm not telling you no, bro. I'm just <laughs> telling you it's England. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That, that would be me like being like, oh, there's an elevator open. Fuck it, I'm taking the stairs. Yeah, that's basically what's going on. And it's terrible. 
uh england get your shit together basically every other confederation has, or not confederation but every other country has yeah um but you know what i'm tired of this negativity eddie let's go positive um how about we play a game okay let's uh play the guessing game here we uh Played, a, played it last week with a statistic. We had uh, Eddie try to guess a player. Got, I don't know, uh, pretty close. But how would you feel about guessing a team this week? Okay, go ahead. All right. This is the first team since 2003-2004 to win a game without a single shot on target in Serie A. Ooh. And uh, okay, my camera's off because I don't have a camera, but I swear on everything, I'm not Googling it. I'm just going to go ahead and say Fiorentina. Okay. So we're all for two. It's uh, but it's a pretty good show. I'll give you that. Fiorentina. It's uh, Pretty good guess, but Spezia won one zero today against Napoli of all teams. Was it like an own goal? Was... Yes, sir. So no Juan Jesus in the 37th minute scored an own goal against Spezia, giving them a one nil win. Uh, gives them a five point cushion uh, above the relegation zone. So Spezia will be happy with that win and the statistic. Um, it, do you want to know how many shots on target Napoli had? I'll guess eight, seven. So, hey, I'll give you that. Um, hey, David, I mean, it is December 23rd. Uh, Jesus's birthday is on December 25th. So, Juan Jesus just probably <laughs> felt like he had to give Spezia a gift, you know. It, you know it, what? I'll give you that's that's very good, man. Like, because you know what? That's Jesus, we salute you. Thank yeah. you. Hey, David, um, I have a spot cake for you, and, and it's a fun oh. one. It's it's not a serious one. Okay. Let's do it. But let's say that you are Santa Claus and you are managing in the World Cup final. And okay. it's come down to penalties. But instead of actual football players, your team is made up of the reindeer that pull your sled. And uh, the other team just missed their fifth penalty. So if your next reindeer scores, you win. Um, and to make it more interesting, you've already subbed Rudolph off. So you can't take the cheap answer and be like, I choose Rudolph. Who? who? Who are you putting the pressure on? Mm, damn. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna not only am I gonna make my bet, I'm gonna sleep in it too, Eddie. Donner. Uh-huh. Donner. Donner in honor of my boy Donnie Vanderbeek. Okay, all right. But my other answer, if it weren't for Donny Van de Beek, it would have been Blitzen. Okay, all right. So here's <laughs> why I would um, 
would go with Blitzen because Blitzen sounds like a German name, and we all know Germans don't miss penalties. Right. And and to those of you who are like, oh well, Podolski missed a penalty. Calm down, all right. Technically, Podolski was Polish. He was just a German <laughs> citizen, okay? So that's man. fair. That's fair. And you can't argue with facts. Yeah. So that's that's pretty good. I like that. I like that one. Um, so let's keep this positivity going here, Eddie, to the Carabao Cup. Okay. And if you don't know, uh, the Carabao Cup is uh, named after the energy drink, like Carabao energy drink that's sold in Europe or in the UK. So that's a little fun fact for you. But Eddie, how do you feel about the results? We now know the final results here, you know, and who's going to be facing each other in the next round. But we'll get to that. Uh, how do you feel about these this round? So basically, to me, the Carabao Cup is like the office raffle that you have every holiday season. You only care about the holiday raffle if you win a prize. But if you don't, you can just be like, ah, oh, well, it's just a raffle. Ah, oh, well, it's just the Carabao Cup. Um, but um, I do care about it this year because of the teams who were in it at the quarterfinal stage. I wanted it to be Brentford versus West Ham. And, of course, because I wanted that, they uh, they both lost. Um, Arsenal whooped Sunderland, I believe. Um, Eddie Enketia had a hat trick. Uh, Pre-show, David asked me what I thought about Eddie Enketia. Um, and, obviously, I like him because he he's an Eddie, an Eddie, too. So, shout out to him. But to me, Eddie Enketia is that one young player that's missing out. Like, you have Origi, you have, uh, not Origi, damn it. You have uh, Bukayo Saka, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Martinelli, um, that are all getting significant minutes at Arsenal. So then Eddie Enketia seems to be the one that's always left out. But maybe this hat trick will help Arteta give him minutes. So True. we'll see. Um, he's pretty much Arsenal's Origi, and I felt really confident in saying that until I watched the highlights, and then I saw Nicolas Pepe, and I was like, actually, Pepe is kind of a better answer for Origi. Um, uh, Leicester, um, it's just like a Brendan Rodgers team to blow uh, a game that they should have wrapped up. For those of you who don't know, they were up 3-1 against Liverpool away at Anfield. And at the very end, they gave it up to tie 3-3, and then um, Liverpool went through on penalties. David, thoughts on me um, calling out... Um, Brendan Rodgers. Well, it's, it's deserved. I mean, like, how do you blow that lead? Uh, Brendan Rodgers, it's it's not that he's a terrible coach, I mean, or a manager, because let's, let's face it, um, he took Liverpool to a uh, second-place finish, I believe. Um, 
Celtic, he won some trophies in the Scottish League. But um, at the same time, he's also a runners-up. Like, I would hate if Manchester United went after him like they were rumored to be. Because uh, then we'd be destined to be number two. So, uh, oh, man, dude, I think he deserved it. He deserved the ripping, the ripping that he's going to get. Because it's not even like that the, the, they were equalized against and say like the 80th minute, 82nd minute, like the very last minute of the game, 95th minute. They just, it's almost like they gave up. Um, and then to lose that to penalties is just rubbing salt straight into the wound, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and then like they missed one and then Minamino missed one. So they had a chance to, you know, they took it to sudden death and then they missed their penalty and then Gilgo Jota didn't miss his. So even there, like during the penalty shootout, like there was a chance and they didn't take it. So um, it just makes you, I don't know. Like I feel bad for the players um, because if they had a better manager, like they wouldn't have blown those Champions League spots. They wouldn't have blown probably this opportunity. And I know you can say that penalties are all luck because they are. But a 3-1 lead, you shouldn't be blowing that. Absolutely not. And at the same time, we also shouldn't take away from Liverpool's talent. But here's the thing about that is if you're already, you know, three, it was three, one up, but you're already three, one up in the first half even. Like you already did all the work, you know, you don't have to, you know, expose yourself and to not be able to hold the lead is even at Anfield. It's still a shame for a club that wanted to solidify their place as a big team. It just kind of makes them look weak in my opinion. But so Leicester fans, if you're going to destroy us, just remember, it's just my one opinion. (laughs) No, and then they they ended up in the conference league and Brendan Rodgers mm-hmm. is going to be like, I don't even know what that is, which is fair. No one knows what it is, Brendan. But, um, I mean, don't blow this opportunity for silverware too. But, right, especially because the pressure should be on. Yeah, I mean, like you were hired because you're a coach with pedigree and – He's been there, what, three years? Uh, still no trophies, you know? So yeah, And struggling at best. I mean, they're Leicester out of ninth on the league, so. That is. Um, so get it done, Leicester. Win the Conference League. And, I mean, we won't care, but at least you'll get a trophy out of it. Fair. I think that's a fair assessment by Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> It might get Brendan Rodgers another year. Oh, God. Maybe don't win it then. Your squad is too talented to to not have a a better manager. Anyway, moving on from Brendan Rodgers, because I could go on. Let's let's just talk about the next round, because I'm honestly, Eddie, like, I know Manchester United is not in this, and that's usually what gets me excited, but they're actually pretty good matchups. We have a London Derby in Chelsea versus Tottenham. And we have Arsenal taking on Liverpool, which are two good attacking teams. Uh, if you could only watch one game, Eddie, what game are you committed to watching? 
Um, Chelsea Tottenham because any chance I get to boot Keppa, I want to boot <laughs> Keppa. And look, I not to be super old man yells at cloud, but what he did a couple years ago to Sorry still doesn't sit right with me. Um. <laughs> When your manager asks you to come off, you come off. And I'm sure Keppa's learned from it. He's matured, obviously, probably, but um I'll I'll never forgive him for it. It's just inexcusable in my book. And yeah. Just, I don't know. Uh I'll tell you now, I would have chosen Arsenal versus Liverpool just so that I can see two really fast attacking teams go at it. And I don't know, maybe Mikel Arteta and Jurgen Klopp will get in a fight. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Okay, all right. So, David, let me ask you. Liverpool, obviously, in second. Um, Arsenal, um, at least this past weekend, ended up in fourth. Tottenham... Mm-hmm. Um, and another team have some games in hand, but with both of you, well, Liverpool fighting for the league, um, Arsenal fighting for Champions League place. It is a semifinal, even though it's just the Carabao Cup. Um, do you play your first team, or how many first teamers get minutes? Uh, I mean, Brendan Rodgers ended up playing a pretty strong side today, didn't he? Yeah, he um, did. Vardy, I mean, not, but that, I think that also goes to show their depth because I mean, Joe Gomez doesn't really get many starts lately. Kelleher is the backup. Simikas is, is is a solid left back, you know, to be coming on. But they brought a lot of the big stars from the bench either way. Like Naviketa played, James Milner played, Diago Chota, you know, one of the scorers. Um, so I don't know, man. I think, I think he should, he, as in Mikel Arteta should go all out to eliminate Klopp. Um, I'm not sure who, who plays first, um, like who plays at home first. Looks like, oh, Arsenal play at home. Why not go try to, you know, eliminate them at home and play the kids away? Is it two legs? It's it's not single elimination. Nah, it's not. It's two legs. Oh well, okay. Um. Oh, interesting question. Um, I, David, can, can you tell me when the the semifinal, specifically that one is? Well, both are supposed to be. Uh, the first leg is January fourth, with the second leg taking place a week later. Okay, question for you. Okay. Uh, Google it. When is AFCON? Oh. AFCON 2022. It is from January 9th to February 6th. Okay. He, uh, Obama Yang won't be with the team till, till after. Okay. So let's say Arsenal get through. Um. And do you give Obama Young minutes in a final, potentially against Spurs or against Chelsea? No, I think his his time's done. I don't think really? we I think we've seen the end of Obama Young and the um, Arsenal shirt. 
okay so where do you sell them to do you sell them in this window or do you have to keep them until the summer i i i say this the soonest uh the better i mean he's not getting any younger you're not getting anything good out of him um i think ideally in the, like a perfect world <laughs> excuse me mm-hmm. um they should use them like as a piece because you know covid world a lot of financial restrictions they should use them as makeshift like hey he's worth x amount to us offer him plus cash for an actual asset you know, they might they might be able to get something solid and send him to a solid team you never know um this is just wishful thinking of course um I know they've kind of fallen off the pace in Spain, but I wonder if Real Sociedad would call up Arsenal and maybe take a punt. Why not? Again, like all Arsenal need to really search for is a, a real good asset, even if it's not for right now. You know what I mean? Like if it's for a later later time and they also say that have that they have talent um yeah. i mean is anybody really going to try to tell me that they don't have talent right now with isaac you know up front when he's healthy um david silva well, i'm sure has been helping um well, yeah, then, Sabal. yeah uh so yeah why well, not what are the odds there david um about my young to associate that uh, um, maybe not win the league anymore, but to help them make the Champions League. Uh, I mean, I think if they can sign them on a short-term contract, it would be a win-win. Absolutely. Um, it'll help them get the, them as in Sociedad, get that final push because Obama Young would actually be motivated. And yeah. then Obama Young can get you know, that one final contract, a big contract, and then move somewhere big. You know, it's a win-win. Uh, maybe. Um, honestly, I kind of see Obama Yang maybe ending up stateside a little bit earlier than he anticipated. If not Saudi Arabia, I wouldn't doubt him going there. Like, or somewhere in the Middle East. Money, 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 money. Yes, sir. That's all I really expect from him, to be honest. But, um, hey, if Arsenal, if your technical director or whoever you have in charge is listening to our show right now, use Obama Young. Sign somebody like El Arramendi from Sociedad. To Sociedad. For the lows, at the, at the very least, for the lows. Come on. Come on, Arsenal. Um so honestly, before before we move on from this connection, though, uh-huh. let me just point out that I'm sure Eddie wasn't really aware of this uh, when he mentioned Real Sociedad. I absolutely wasn't aware of this. I looked up their squad. But all I'm saying is Nacho Monreal is a former Arsenal player mm-hmm. and David Silva is a former Premier League player. Mm hmm. Could they help facilitate the move? Maybe. Um, Adnan Janisaj, former Premier League player. Matt Ryan, former Brighton player. And, you know, Nacho was one of those guys 
that was really talented as well for Arsenal, but just never healthy. Like he mm-hmm. literally, like that was his thing. Was he was never healthy? He struggled him, the whole time. Him and Santi Casola. Poor Santi was never healthy, and Santi was a really, really good player that got robbed of his prime due to injury. Fair. Definitely fair. Uh, uh, that is uh, the end of our lineup here. Uh, Eddie, any final thoughts here that you have? Something you want to bring out that we might have skipped over or forgot about? Um, I just want to say that uh, starting this podcast this year has been a pleasure. Um. I think for both David and myself, it has helped us immensely through some tough times. So we thank you for sticking with us. This is the final podcast of 2021. But shit, we got 52 more weeks coming up in 2022. Uh, Hopefully that means 52 more episodes of great content. Um, To those of you who do listen, we love you. We appreciate you uh, for putting up with us just talking shit and uh we hope to bring you more content more shirt giveaways interact with us on social media the podcast is at pod from the spot um the instagram is david the instagram is podcast from the spot and if you look us up on facebook it's just uh from the spot so uh simple enough don't forget, you can also email us at uh, podfromthespot at gmail.com. Uh, and same, as Eddie said, we hope uh, this podcast has helped you as much as it's helped us, giving you some laughs at the very least. Uh, we appreciate all the all the shares, uh, reviews, all the comments. If you, uh, if you guys don't mind going ahead and reviewing us on Spotify, now that uh, Spotify allows you to do that, that would be awesome. But uh, thanks again. We will be taking a little break uh, now that it's the end of the year. Uh, we need Eddie to recharge his batteries and his fo- footy knowledge. Um, and as a heads up, we'll also probably take another break at the end of January as I'll be in Guatemala. So any listeners from Guatemala, hit us up. We'd love the hospitality. Um, definitely. And David, um, I wish you the best to the trip, um, to the homeland. Uh, I also thank you for bringing that up. Um, I want to talk to you about that off air. David, one thing that we'll cover next time is how bullshit the FIFA world rankings are. Um, how is Belgium number one? Anyway. Anyway, we, we, we'll, we'll table that. We'll table that for next time. My bad. My bad. All right. Anyway, no, anyway, uh, this has been Wheels. That's been uh, Legman. Yeah. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>